Well, welcome back to Noob School. Uh, this week, I've got one of my all-time favorites, another wonderful Citadel grad and baseball player, Mr. John Harrison. Welcome, John. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's start with uh, with the basics. Um, how did you and why did you decide to get into sales? Uh, good, good question. Hard one to answer. Um, I was teaching school, as you know, uh, right out of college yeah. and uh, was a grad assistant at the Citadel for a little while and really enjoyed it. So teaching is something I think has helped me in my mm -hmm. career. But um, when I was applying for jobs, when Brantley and I uh, moved back to Greenville, um, a couple of guys that you know, you'll probably have on here at some point, uh, Hillman and, and Corey, um, those guys said, hey, you need to talk to John Sterling at DataStream. They're doing some great things, just went public. Um, it's a great opportunity and you'd be great at it. So that was really what led me to the opportunity. Um, and then I had family members. My aunt was a uh, longtime VP at Builder Marks of America mm -hmm. who, you know, she's the one who encouraged me and said, you know, what your degree's in doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. So what uh, was it in? It was in health and exercise okay, science. Okay, health, okay. Yes. All right. And so I've, I've never made a dime off of that, <laughs> uh, but I use it every day. Well, you're healthy, yeah. yeah so I try, try, try to use it in other ways. But that's what um, led me to interviewing with, with DataStream. And, um, and we had, I felt like there was a chemistry there with you and some others that I met. And uh, exciting time. Yeah. At, at DataStream. I mean, it's, you know, my whole career has been trying to find that same level of fun. Yeah. And uh, so that's what got me into it. Yeah. So, yeah. so this, in this case, it was in uh, networking or influence from some of your friends that, that kind of said, hey, we're at we're a cool place. You ought to come try to get in here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, lesson there maybe to the, to the noobs would be you know, find those people a couple years older than you that are doing really good. See what they did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, the lesson from that is, um, one, don't put yourself in a box from, you know, whatever it is you majored in, mm -hmm. because you might learn halfway through that that's not really what you want to do. Uh, but if you're talented and you have the ability to interact with other people and, and kind of the, I've heard it called the gift of gab, mm -hmm. then you can be taught principles that apply to that and help you be a successful salesperson. Yeah. And and the reality is whether you're a salesperson or not, you still have to learn how to sell yourself no matter what you do. Yeah. So good, 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 good. Um, <clears throat> and I think I know the answer to this, but what other paths were you considering? Was it, was it coaching baseball? It was actually, it was the head uh, coaching job at a local high school and, um, I'd been offered the job and was on my way to yeah. accepting that. <laughs> so I would have been uh, coaching basketball uh, here, actually against uh, against my high school, one of my high school rivals. Really? Yeah. And you had to call a principal? I had to. Well, I had a, uh, a former coach that I was very close with that had kind of lined me up with yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. But he, he understood. Yeah. And it was, um, I think, the people that were involved there were like, you you know, you've got to explore other things. You're early in your career. You can always yeah. come Good. back to this. Yeah, I'm glad that worked out. That worked out well. It certainly worked out 
Well, for us, um, well, tell tell us a little bit about we we know you you know you started when you were twenty one, just like everybody else, right? And right. You had to learn, and um, we'll start a little bit with your your success when we worked together. So, how long was that? How many years did we work together? So I started in ninety five, June fifth of ninety five to be exact, and then uh, we worked all the way through until we sold. To end for 2006, so yeah. 11 years, so 11, yeah, just okay. shy of 12. Yep, hmm. well, I'll, I'll say this I, I know you started in inside sales, I did, yeah, like everyone else, and probably right. all the people watching that's their first job will be some kind of inside sales job. And you progressed, uh, to did you go straight to outside sales or manager? Or? So I went, uh, I was in inside sales uh, for the remainder of 95 and then all of 96. And then at the end of that year uh, was offered, that was when we were moving people to the outside and setting up those pods where we would have inside people paired with an outside guy. And that was um, when I moved to the outside role covering Texas. Texas. And I had a part of Louisiana. Yeah. Um, And then almost moved to Texas, uh, which is another story. <laughs> and uh, kind of remember. Yeah, I didn't really make the decision on that one, <laughs> as you know. And then uh, and then that's when I moved into the role with uh, MP5, which yeah. became, obviously became DataStream 7. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Interesting. <clears throat> uh, well, I'll say this, you, you would never bring it up, but John started, you know, at age 21, a noob like everybody else. And when he started the company, the revenues of the company were around $10 million a year, maybe maybe 12, I don't know, but around 10. Before John had left DataStream as a sales rep, he had done a $10 million deal. Right? I mean, That's you, true, yeah. You did a deal. The whole county of Miami, Miami-Dade County, the whole damn thing, it right. was more than the revenues from when you started. Which is crazy. It's crazy. It's <laughs> now, yeah. How did you do that? Tell the group, this is, this is important that we slow this down <clears throat> because I never could have seen this when I was 21 or, or 20 or 25 even. How do you do, how do you get the whole county of Miami to give you $10 million, which is now probably turned into $25 million, right. to do the software for the whole county? Well, I think, I, I would like to say that it was, you know, some vision that I had, but, but I remember how I ended up in that role. You know, we had a small MP2 implementation within the seaport mm-hmm. or in transit actually. And there was like an, buses and stuff, it, yes. okay. but it was, it wasn't really, you know, our software at that time wasn't equipped to handle buses or that, you know, complex of equipment. But I remember I was at the time uh, managing a group that sold MP5. And I can't remember if we had changed the name at that point, but Larry came to you and said, I want Harrison to go sell Miami Day. Mm-hmm. So it was moving from managing people back to <laughs> you need to go sell one deal. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, well, if what happens if we lose this deal? I'm going to have to find a new job. But uh, so that was, you know, it was kind of Larry's vision. Let's focus someone on this and go do it. And so it became kind of an obsession 
of, all right, we're going to go figure out how to do this. Mm -hmm. And the first step was just go down there and start getting to know people. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember Nelson Pinochet and I going kind of on our road show in Miami and meeting with everyone we possibly could uh, across all the departments, anyone who would let us in. And, and there were 72, right? 72. Well, there different. were, there, I think there's more now. I believe there were 72, but there were, um, there were four big ones yeah. that were involved in water, the big waste, purchase. Water, water, wastewater, transit, um, aviation, and uh, GSA, okay. which had kind of four underneath it. Uh, that was General Services General Services, okay. So so just, just for the record, yeah. when we say 72, we're talking about 72 county offices or what do you call them? Departments. Agencies. Yeah, like the police department, the fire department, the, all that stuff. Right. Okay. And, and they're, you know, they are a top five county and they're probably, that county is probably on equal footing from a budget perspective as the state of South Carolina mm-hmm. to put it in perspective. Right. Right. So just again, I I belabor this a little bit, but I think it's important is to someone listening. If how do you become the John Harrison in this situation? How do you get the CEO to handpick him and say, I want him to take on the biggest opportunity we've ever seen? And, you know, it's showing up on time. It's hard work. And it's really in John's case. And we'll talk about this later with the Colby is the patience you know, to, to follow through and do the detail work to try to close, you know, 72 different departments plus city council, plus the mayor, you know, and all that, which took at least a year, two years. It was, uh, I think it started in 99 and we closed the deal in 2002. So it was almost three years. Yeah. And then does that include the legal time Um, that was on the back end? Yeah, it actually, that does. So, I mean, when we actually got the nod was probably six months before yeah. we closed it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we can close this now because we can talk about this forever, but <clears throat> um, a couple of things about it is the, 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 the really important person in this was the CIO. Um, and fortunately, he, he was a Citadel graduate in That's Miami, correct. which is kind of the odds are long there, but right. he was. Um, but he, we actually talked to him afterwards, you know, maybe a year afterwards, and said, tell us what really happened here. Why did, how did we win this? Because it was very competitive. And he said, you know, John Harrison just outworked everybody else. You know, he was here more. He was more trustworthy. He did the follow-ups. And so that's how you won. He said it wasn't your software, sorry to say. Software is good. Other people's software was good. Right. Right. It was, it was the person they trust. So that's how you do it. Do what John did. That's good. Um, give me an idea of, of something in sales that turned out to be very different than what you thought it was going to be. Um, that's a tough one. Um, when I, I guess when I got into sales, uh, I didn't really think about. You know, I, di- I didn't go to school for business. I grew up in a house with two school teachers. Mm-hmm. We never talked about a quarter <laughs> or a bonus or, you know, that's just not, yeah. that's not something that, that I ever studied or understood. I never really looked at the stock market much. And then, of course, I joined DataStream and I'm looking at our stock price every day. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think 
one of the things that I never considered was uh, kind of the application of of my competitive fight, I guess you would call it, and what I did as an athlete mm-hmm. and how much that how much I got of that, which I was missing, you know, you, I mean, coaching, you get, you get it to a certain extent, but you're not really the one yeah. doing the, uh, you know, you're, you're not in the game. You're not a player. So for me, that kind of filled a void that I didn't have, that I'd had my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, playing in, yeah. playing in college. Um, so that, I didn't think about it, and I guess it, it sounds like common sense that you would know that's there, but but that competition that we got, not only internally, sales reps, you know, the board that we had where we'd write our number, yeah. I mean, that drove every day. <laughs> it was the greatest, and it was a simple concept, but yeah. I still think about that, and, and I've actually used it as a leader yeah. um, to, to drive that competitive spirit with reps, but... That was, that was something that I didn't expect or didn't even think about. And then it's been, to me, a huge part of why I want to outwork somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, yeah. achieve something that people say I can't. I want to win a deal that is stacked against us, those types of things. Yeah, I got it. So yeah. that would be um, <clears throat> that you, you didn't think that the – whole athletic and sports thing would necessarily carry over to the sales right. world, and it does. Yeah. And it does, and of course, you know that now because you probably hire a lot of athletes. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which, I skipped over one thing. You're currently, I know you're running sales for Keymark. Tell us about Keymark and what's going on over there. So, yeah, so Keymark is a enterprise content management software provider. We've been in business since uh, the late 90s, just yeah. a little bit after um, – the time when I joined DataStream and based over in Liberty, our whole sales team lives in Greenville. A hmm. um, lot of Clemson grads. Um, uh, I need to get some more Citadel grads over there. Yeah. But, uh, but it's a great company. It, we're about, I mean, we're a little bit bigger. Um, and of course it, you know, it's a different world in terms of how you look at financials now, but um, you know, it's very similar culture to what we had at DataStream mm-hmm. in the early years. Really? Like right. in the mid-90s around there when you joined? Yes. Okay. And, um, and of course, that's one of the things that was attractive <clears throat> about going to Keymark to me. Um, also, being with a company that's building something, uh, we brought on robotic process automation mm-hmm. um, as a, a part of our uh, technology platform and have a couple of partners that offer technology in that area. And that's a booming, kind of a booming new industry. And so kind of when I look at the parallels to data stream, you know, back to the comment I made earlier that I've always been looking for that thing that <clears throat> brought the same amount of joy and fun, mm-hmm. but, but uh, opportunity and challenge that data stream did. Um, it's, you know, we've got a, a very stable, mature market in ECM, but a very new, rapidly growing market in RPA. And so there's there's opportunity to continue to grow the core business, but but also build something new, which mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to do multiple times at DataStream. Yeah. So uh, so this has been as close to that as I've ever been in my career. 
Um, and it's just, it's been a blast. Good. So great Good. group. Well, you, could, you keep building it, man. Keep building it. Um, <clears throat> tell us a couple of things that you, 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 you would pass on to the, the new people coming along that you wouldn't do again. Things that might've slowed you down or, you know, mistakes or something like that. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Sorry uh, to could, ask. Could, could be a long list. <laughs> Just would, a couple. Yeah, I would say that um, that if I if I could go back, and and the reality is, I like where I am right now, and and to get here, I had to make some mistakes. Yeah. And uh, and learn some valuable lessons. In fact, some of those, you know, you know have been in the recent you know past five or six years. But um, I would say never take an opportunity purely because of the financials of the opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, if you're good and you pick the right thing, you're going to get to the financial part of that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there've been a couple of opportunities where I made the wrong decision on what would make me happy, what I would enjoy, who I was working with, yeah. um, what the company did. And I made that, decision because of that one thing yeah financials and yeah. It, interestingly enough at, at Keymark, there were multiple other opportunities that i had and and offers at the same time uh but i purposely made the decision i'm not i'm not going to make this decision based on money i'm going to remove that from you know obviously there's a certain <clears throat> level where they have to be to be in the discussion but mm -hmm. Um, but that, to me, was a big part of why uh, I've been very successful here. Is is I chose it for the right reasons. Yeah, that's yeah. a great that's a great one to pass on. It's like, you know, taking a job with with some company you don't know very well. It's like well, that's got a great package, stock options, company car, but they're a little shaky. You know, that's that's generally not a yes. good idea. Yeah, there's a reason why they're offering all that other stuff. Right, right? they lure you. So yeah. what um, would you say, what's your favorite word? My favorite word. Um, now, I have to caveat this by saying that my favorite word probably changes um, over time. But right now, it's it's simple. Simple. Yeah. Nice. Life is simple right now, Good. which is part of happy. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's yep. wonderful. That's wonderful. That's a real powerful word, um, real powerful word. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yep. Um, well, John, thanks for being here. Uh, really appreciate you. Always have had a good relationship for a long time, multiple yes, decades. So, yeah. so thank appreciate you very you much. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and thank you all for being here on this episode of Noob School. We'll see you next week.